Are listening to Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. We are souls on the journey, and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings. We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial, and I am Brenda Carey, and we are your co hosts at Be the Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrian Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. Thank you again so much for tuning in this week. I'm Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey with our special guest, Hale Dwaskin. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. We are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. Consider becoming a Patreon supporter or a sponsor to help with the operating costs like editing and the many hours we spend creating these shows with quality guests and content. And if you have resonated with our mission, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy, and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this now moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself. And imagine breathing that light and love and send it back to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. If you haven't heard, we at Be The Love Podcast are so excited to announce the Awaken Your Soul Costa Rica Retreat on November 6th through the 12th, 2023 at the Magical Sunshine Sanctuary, a jungle boutique in the Montezuma Bay area. Our women's spiritual retreat is designed to raise your vibration with yoga, meditation, cacao ceremony, ecstatic dance, sound healing, a deep dive soul journey with ocean energy and authentic Costa Rican cuisine. We would absolutely love to have you join us in this beautiful location and experience. This is an intimate group setting with very limited availability. Check out the webpage with details and registration in our show notes. Register now for early bird pricing through May 1st, and we can't wait to connect with you. Our guest today is Hale Dwalskin. Hale has dedicated more than four decades to teaching and sharing the Sedona Method, which helps people alleviate their suffering, actualize their goals, and discover the truth of who they are. Hale is the author of the New York Times bestseller, The Sedona Method, and the co-author of Happiness is Free and It's Easier Than You Think with Lester Levinson. He is one of the featured teachers in the book and movie Phenomenon, The Secret, as well as a featured teacher in Rhonda Byrne's latest book, The Greatest Secret. He is also featured on the movie Letting Go. Hale is the director of training, lead teacher, and spokesperson for Sedona Training Associates, an organization created to promote the emotional releasing techniques inspired by his friend and original teacher, Lester Levinson, and he is also a founding member of the Transformational Leadership Council. Wow, thank you so much for being here with us today, Hale. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you both for having me. Mm-hmm. So, 
you have such a rich and inspiring journey. And I know I and our listeners would love to hear like what has led you down this amazing spiritual path? <laughs> well, it's hard to say on one level because you don't wake up one morning and decide to be a seeker. We're born seekers. As soon as there's a sense of separation, which for most of us happens before we reach age two, for the rest of our lives, we're seeking wholeness. We're seeking just being home. And because we feel incomplete, we feel not good enough, not enough. And we think that I'm in here and everyone, everyone and everything else is out there. And so, um, so the conscious seek and, and seeking can be for anything. We go through all sorts of different things that we think are going to fulfill us. We go, we might think relationships are going to fulfill us or money or uh, better health or you know, being admired by everybody or saving the planet or meeting the right teacher or gaining enlightenment. All those things we're looking for in order to uh, fill a, a, a void that actually isn't real. Mm. What we are or what all is, is actually free of this sense of separation already. It is already wholeness. It is already beingness. It is already unconditional love. That is this, whatever is apparently happening. It already is the end of the search. Yet for most of us, we go through a little bit more of a formal search. People who are interested in listening to a show like this are probably following some sort of spiritual path. It could be a Western inspired one or an Eastern inspired one. It could be meditation or yoga or letting go. There could be so many things that we're doing to try to rediscover that which or that which we've really never lost. And so this particular body mind started uh, seeking after um, consciously seeking I, in retrospect uh, i realized that there was this seeking from as early as i could remember and but the the conscious path started when i was a teenager and read books like autobiography of a yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and also There is a River by Edgar Cayce. And that started a more conscious quest. And then um, at age 22, I met Lester Levinson, who became my first um, main teacher. And Lester was someone who uh, just was a living embodiment of what I'd been seeking. There was this sense of calm and peace, and and he was very unassuming. It was, he there, he had no desire to be in the spotlight. In fact, I met him because he came to a, a event that I helped organize for a man named Leonard Orr. He used it was Theta Seminars. He used to have one year seminars, one-year seminars. And I was the New York organizer with another woman. And Lester came to the seminar as a guest, but I didn't even notice him because he just sat there as one of the participants and didn't say a word. But uh, Lester and I and the co-organizer and Leonard went out to lunch. And just sitting there, there was just this, it's hard to describe, but this sense being with him, everything, the, the mind stopped. Uh, seeking temporarily dropped away and there was just this sense of being and he didn't say much about what he taught or or because he actually didn't even lead the seminars he had already trained other people to do that he wasn't in, in as I mentioned 
interested in being in front of a room. And uh, he always said about it is you sit around the table and release. And this is 1976. And releasing back then was either what they talked about in 12 steps or beating pillows. And I didn't know much about either. <laughs> so I had no idea what to expect. But I, there was this thought if it could help me be even a little like he was in a living, a little bit more like he was a living embodiment of that, I wanted to do it. So I signed up not really knowing what it was for a two weekend seminar, which is how it was taught back then. And before the uh, before the seminar was even over, there was this deep knowing that this is what I was going to dedicate my life to. I was 22 years old, mm -hmm. and I found the thing that I'm still doing. At I'm I, I'm only a, a few weeks away from my 69th birthday. Mm -hmm. Wow! So. Wow. <laughs> that's an amazing celebration yes <laughs> yes <laughs> so and over the years um i mostly just did what i could to support him and, and i also started was being trained to be an uh, trained to be an instructor and then started teaching the sedona method starting to do what i could to help and traveling often to sedona arizona to take what they called intensives or retreats and then um in uh, 87, I had already become very successful and I decided to work for Wester at his nonprofit as a full-time volunteer. So I left New York and moved to Phoenix, Arizona, which is where the headquarters were. And I worked for him. And in the early nineties, he insisted on giving me all his copyrights and turning because he said he thought he knew that I was going to be the one to take this out to the world. I was a little nervous about it and I actually felt quite inadequate to take on that mantle, but he insisted and I agreed. And, and so what happened since then is Lester passed a few years after that. And then uh, I've been, uh, running this organization and teaching and teaching others to teach it uh, since the early 90s. And it's all it's gone out all over the world. And the, 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 the teaching itself has expanded uh, to several different profound ways of letting go, including recognizing that there's no one to let go and nowhere mm. to go, mm. that this is already freedom. So, mm. uh, and along the way, uh, I practiced it on myself and with many, many other people and all my supposed problems seem to correct themselves. Mm. And although at age 22, I honestly, I probably didn't have that many true problems. I only thought I did. <laughs> but there were, of course, challenges throughout my life. And it was great to have a tool to let go when this shit hit the fan, so to speak. <laughs> so anyway, that, that's a, a brief version of, mm. uh, of my story. Mm, well, thank you so much for sharing that, Hale. It sounds like a beautiful journey up to this point. And there's so many pieces in there that I would love to jump into. Um, and I'm just, one of the, um, you know, maybe a part of the conversation is about that separation, right? The fear yes. or the illusion of separation. Yes. And, you know, so there's so many layers to that and what keeps us separate from or feeling separate, right? That illusion. And so I'm wondering, you know, what are some ways that you might suggest someone, you know, start to shed some of those layers that create that illusion? Well, there are two ways to answer that question. I, I will definitely give some tools that can be helpful. But before I even do that, that, that one who believes they're separate is the separation. 
we are, we often believe that me as a person can do certain follow a path or do certain techniques in order to discover who we truly are but that's still all of that is still separation as long as there's a me and other even if we're following a, a very evolved teacher if there's me and the teacher and and the teacher is giving me instructions about what i should do to find what I already am, that actually can appear to reinforce separation, although mm. there isn't any. Mm. The, the, the sense of separation is an illusion based on the seeker's his or her self. The seeking creates the sense of separation. That, that contraction of, of being localized to, to be uh, uh, a physical location as in this body and the sense that everyone else is out there in their bodies is what we what we experience as true yet it isn't real it isn't actual so you already what already is is beingness or wholeness boundlessness so there really is from where are you going to go or what are you going to do to discover that which all is already there's no place to do that from on the other hand for most of us it can be very supportive to explore that and to see where it leads us. So there are many tech techniques and questions that can help with that. They won't actually change the fact that what is already is wholeness. But they, they certainly make the seeker feel a lot better, feel like it's he or she is getting somewhere. And these same techniques that supposedly help us become what we already are tend to make our lives happier, uh, smoother, more harmonious. And so the techniques really are helpful for that rather than being what already is. Uh, and so there are so many. I, Give me a, more of an example of what you'd like to hear about, and I'll focus on that. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, someone who might be um, having a lot of fear or feeling like there is the other, right? And so um, maybe put it, giving their power away to a teacher, like in that example, you know, I think there's a lot of energy being you know, seeing other people as in this hierarchical yes. place. Yes. And so, you know, creating this separation and, and giving the power away. And so how do we take our power back, right? How, how would you suggest someone like our listeners um, to like really um, embody their wholeness so that they recognize that they have the answers within themselves? Yes. So <laughs> there's always two ways to answer the question. I can answer the question on the face of it, or I can answer the question by just simply describing what is already. Mm. So I'll start with that. Well, actually, I'll, get, I'll start with a technique first. Um, so with fear, fear... Uh, on a very simple level is an expect expectation for something that's to happen that we don't want to happen in other words if you've seen something that happened to someone else or to yourself you have a memory you you've heard it on the internet you've um, heard it from your friends or relatives or from society that this is bad or and this hurts or it's been your direct experience we we start not wanting it to happen and the mind cannot translate not or never or don't for instance if i say right now 
don't think of a pink elephant. It gets harder and harder not to think of a pink elephant. Mm -hmm. So everything that we're trying to avoid, including the things that we're afraid of, we're actually pulling towards us internally. And so a shortcut for releasing fear is to simply allow ourselves to notice what it is we're expecting to happen and let go of that expectation or desire for it to happen. So I'll take us through that just quickly. So in this moment, could you just simply pause or stop? And notice what is. And be open at least to the possibility that this is already the goal. It isn't somewhere else. It's not some other time or some other place. Beyond time and place is this. And this is already boundless, already freedom. And then could you allow yourself to think of something that you're afraid of? It doesn't matter what it is. And could you just simply welcome or allow whatever that brings up? Is it welcomed here? Is it what's apparently happening? And then with fear, there is usually an expectation. So what is it you're not wanting to have happen? And in this moment, could you let go of expecting that to happen? as best you can. Would you? When? And then do that again. Focus on that same fear or any other one that seems to disturb and see what the expectation is in the fear. And is that welcomed or allowed? Is that just what's apparently happening? And then could you let go of wanting or expecting that to happen? Just could you? Would you? When? And let's do that one more time. Again, allow yourself to focus on that same thing that stirs up fear or anything else that you appear to be afraid of. And could you just simply welcome whatever that brings up? Is it allowed? Is it what's apparently happening? And then as best you can, just for now, could you let go of wanting that to happen or expecting it to happen? Would you? When? And then just simply check, is there actually uh, someone there to be afraid? Or is that just simply energy arising?
for no one. Okay, good. This is Brenda Carey, co-host of Be The Love podcast. And I love starting my morning with rituals. And one of the rituals that I've really been enjoying lately is drinking miracle tea. This tea has amazing properties to help me get into that rhythmic cycle of my day, especially to start and end my day, to reduce the stress and anxiety that just modern life brings, to raise my vibration and create more joy and love. And this is Stacey Musial, co-host of Beat the Love podcast. I too have been really enjoying the morning ritual of miracle tea. I've noticed that I've received better sleep and you know, better sleep means a happier, more peaceful start to my day. And who does not want that, which also increases productivity throughout the day. And I really enjoy looking back at my day and really feeling amazing about it. And you can visit the Love and Abundance store at drvarungandhi.com for more information about the Miracle Tea. You can also listen to Dr. Varun Gandhi's episode on Be the Love podcast, episode 106. That was a beautiful journey, at mm. least for me. And I loved how you repeated it because I think like the first time I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm ready to let go. So I need to like reintroduce it. And it was like there certain layers came off. And by the third time, it started out with a fear of failure for me. Yes. And then it kind of morphed into disappointment. Yes. And then it went into grief. Yes. And so it was just kind of this unveiling of like what I thought was at the surface. Yes. And then went a couple layers deeper. And I yes. loved, yeah, I loved how you kind of just brought us through with such calmness too, because my brain automatically goes to the resistance of, I don't, I don't want to fail. I don't, I don't want to be seen like that. And so just noticing my own sort of expectation and reaction to that was, was quite the journey. So thank you for that oh, gift. Great. great. Good, good. Yeah, that was, that was really beautiful. I found myself just moving through those layers as well. And so, and at first I, yeah, um, I felt that, you know, a little bit of that resistance in my body and, um, mm -hmm. you know, going through the depth of that um, and able to like, yeah, okay. Like I can, I can move through this. I can really, um, and I like that trust came you know, mm -hmm. once I dropped through that, that layer of resistance, there is like a trust within myself, like, you know, I have this, this is um, something that I can trust myself to, to handle, because yeah. I know that I'm, I'm, you know, strong enough. And so that was really, really beautiful. Oh, yeah, good, good. Thank so you. Uh, this, this technique is, is um, to just simplify it for listeners and viewers. Uh, if you find yourself feeling fearful, you can just go to the expectation and the fear and either let go of that expectation or this might seem counterintuitive, the desire for it to happen. The expectation creates, when you say I don't want it to happen, that's still the same. So if you let go of either wanting it to happen or expecting it to happen, it, it, it helps dis, uh, fear dissolve very quickly, as you just both noticed. And we only went through it three times. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're doing this on your own, you do it as long as you need to, in order to, to feel that peace and uh, acceptance that is what is natural. Mm. I, I really love that of doing, I could see myself like doing it throughout the day yes, because yeah, I'm like yeah. in this moment, you know, in this moment, I felt that peace and that calm. And then I'm like, but this afternoon I could see like some of the old patterning, um, those old, I guess, mental habits that have been created over 
who knows how many years um, to kind of creep back in there. So would that be a suggestion I'm assuming is like, not just in that one moment, but revisiting it? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a technique. It's just one technique from the, the tool chest, but any of these techniques are designed to be used whenever there's the feeling of feeling out of sorts, out of balance, fearful, ang angry, sad, uh, confused. It's the, the tool chest of the Sedona method can be used just about, well, actually on any topic. And, but on the other hand, it's good to balance the techniques of letting go of what we don't want with recognizing that which already is. So another thing you can do throughout the day is just simply check, is even this being? We think being is just the good feeling that we have inside ourselves after we've meditated or released. And we miss the fact that beingness is boundless. It, everything and everything is that already. So if you start questioning it, you can start to notice that even when you're when there is fear, that too is what's apparently happening. That too is beingness. Even when there's anger, even when there's frustration, even when there's loneliness, and when there's bliss when there's peace, when there's um, unbound joy. It's, it's not just what we would judge as the good stuff. Mm -hmm. It's everything. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you can just check. So let's do that too. Whatever is being experienced in this moment, check. It, is it possible that that too is beingness is wholeness yes yeah and it's like honoring all of it as part of our beingness and so it's it sounds like yeah just to really you know that the humanness is you know we've had yes. the, the even yes the body well the screen you you're looking at at the moment Mm -hmm. the, the floor, the ceiling, what, whatever is perceived, and even that which isn't perceivable, is already that wholeness or beingness that all is. And it's not the where it f feels compartmentalized or uh, separate, is we feel like it's my beingness and your beingness or my body and your body, there's just beingness, bodying, beingness, walling, beingness, talking, beingness, listening. But that sense of ownership uh, is, is just um, an illusion based on thinking that you're here and everything else is there. Mm. So can you say more about that? Allowing um, my beingness and your beingness, and there's no no separation. When I think about that, I think about just consciousness and the higher being, and and that no separation. But we can co-create this beingness in this moment. Is that? That's kind yes. of what I'm looking. So if I you can expand, but, but who is who is who is the co-creator? Mm -hmm. If there, if all of it is already this, mm -hmm. and and does it even need to be created if it is already? Mm -hmm. See, yeah. we live in a culture that's where almost everyone believes there's somewhere to go and someone to get there. Hmm. And that belief is endemic. 
society is based on it, seeking is based on it. All seeking, even the most advanced spiritual seeking is based on me achieving a state that's somehow different than this. Mm. And so that isn't wrong. That too is beingness. The, the, even the seeking is beingness. Or again, I'm using the word beingness, but you could use whatever word you'd like that seems to point towards this that we're talking about. Mm. And so, so it's, it, it's helpful to balance if you're going to do a technique to let go of what we believe is the contraction of the darkness or the limiting thoughts and feelings, also do things that help you recognize that there's nowhere to go and nowhere and no one to go there, that this, whatever is already apparently happening, is already wholeness, is already unconditional love. Mm. I love really reflecting on these words that you share. I One thing came up for me, though, in, in when you mentioned our culture who believes we have some place to go or something to achieve. And I would, I would really love your insights on how distraction plays a part in us separating from this beingness and wholeness. And I think this is a really sticking point for a lot of people. Like they desire, you know, they desire the beingness, but you know, the to-do list is over here or the cell phone is here with all the you know, distractions on there. Like, how does one, I, I hate to use the word separate, but how does one come into like realizing that there's all these things that's drawing attention away from uh, this beingness? And how can we kind of manage modern world and, you know, life of having to do the things and also coming from a place of, wholeness how does one like navigate that well one doesn't <laughs> i would love an expansion of that because I, I, i'm like oh. <laughs> now see the that is also a release that when 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 there is a recognition by no one that there really isn't a problem or anyone to have a problem the sense of all limitations starts to dissolve and it's often accompanied by laughter and so the what you described is you could substitute any goal for you know if i want to make more money then i need to spend the, this amount of time doing things to make more money and we and but that is all based on the assumption that there is not already abundance hmm. and it's based on putting money aside for a second in spirituality we think that I, I'm not there yet. I have to be quieter, more peaceful, um, eat, uh, uh, have a vegan diet or whatever it is that you've decided is the, the path to get to where you are, where all already is. And so as soon as we think there's something we need, as soon as there's a sense that I need to do something, no matter what it is, that is separation already. And, but at the same time, that isn't wrong. The, 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 everything that the body mind does or doesn't do is already the beloved in action whether it's uh, whether it's walking the dog 
uh, writing a symphony, picking up after your children, uh, meditating, uh, getting lost in social media on the phone. It doesn't matter what it is. We, we think that we need to be the arbiter of, to make sure that we do what's correct. And that's assuming that this, whatever is already apparently happening, isn't it. So on, on one level, that, that there isn't a requirement for that. On the other hand, every time there is a recognition of this that already is, all the other stuff tends to, uh, that seems to be distracting us, tends to have less of a pull. And uh, and letting go is especially helpful for that because if, like for instance, you mentioned the phone. Uh, if if you find that you're reaching for the phone, and you'd rather be meditating, or you think you should be meditating, which is <laughs> often more like it. <laughs> 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 so uh, you can just notice the pull and welcome the pull allow mm. the pull and and notice that even that pull is just what's apparently happening mm. and in that the pull tends to dissolve and you may or may not find yourself meditating, but it may not matter. See, again, we meditate because we feel like this, whatever is being experienced in this moment, isn't freedom. Mm. Freedom is, and then we have, you know, there are things like Satchitananda or whatever it is. And all those things come with our concepts of what it's supposed to look like, taste like, sound like, feel like. And then we're comparing this that actually already is to that which we want it to be and this no matter where what we're experiencing never seems to be quite enough mm. and all of that is separation and action it's it's not real it's an illusion and that is beingness or the beloved or wholeness too we think we have to stop all our negative tendencies, for instance. But what if tendencies and thoughts and feelings don't actually belong to us? Mm. Because there's no us for them to belong to. There is just wholeness. Mm. Wow, that's so beautiful and so freeing. And so right. you mentioned, <laughs> um, yeah, that state of freedom, right? And that, that wholeness and coming back to that piece. And, and so it, it, you know, as we are letting go of maybe those attachments, as we're becoming more aware and those pulls, and I can, you know, imagine maybe that pull of for like any addiction or addictive, um, you know, that feels like an addiction, um, that can be really freeing. And I'm wondering, um, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how we can truly begin to also deepen that state of freedom that's already within us. And, and is there anything that we can do um, internally around that? Well, again, how it, since it is already everything, what is deeper than that which is already everything hmm. and nothing at all? Yeah. And it feels like it's this embodied practice. Yes, but um, that, that, even that, if we're trying to embody what already is, we're assuming that the body that is, isn't being. Mm. So, like right now, after this the conversation we, we've had so far, 
there's probably more of a sense of spaciousness and openness and wholeness and there's probably less thinking and and there may even be a, a sense of peaceful joyousness that's generally what happens in these type of conversations or just a sense of freedom mm -hmm. and see if you can find where that ends and by the way, everyone at home watching or listening to this could, could join us. See if you can find where that ends and the body begins. Mm. Or where the body ends and that begins. Is there actually a boundary? Mm. Does beingness start or end at the skin? No, it, there it, boundaries are purely imaginary. Mm. It's not yeah. that the, this physical body is the same as that mm -hmm. physical body, but bodies are beingness, bodying. And so there's nothing apart from that. And that, if you notice that, it feels even more freeing yet at the same time more embodied mm. because there's no longer a sense that i have to do something or go somewhere in, in, in order to be what already is and the sense of me is weakened by that mm. the recognition mm. that there isn't one There is just the wholeness already. Yes. I love I, that insight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful shift in uh, that yeah. perspective. Yeah. So I'm curious as, as you focus on this, this work, I mean, so much work that you've done with the Sedona method. Um, and I'm curious, how do you see like the, the macro vision for the work that you do? Like, how do you see it in a bigger picture of healing, healing the planet? Well, I, I think two things. Uh, first off, the, the planet, <laughs> human beings are, are not being very good stewards of the planet. I think you would both agree with me on that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and this body mind gives, does, uh, contributes money because it's busy doing this work at other times uh, to many causes that are doing things to help the planet. But at the same time, there is this deep recognition that even what seems to be the worst about what's happening with the planet right now is also just an ex beingness expressing as that. So rather than try to be against any particular problem that the planet is experiencing, there is a holding it's not even a holding or a knowing. There is, again, I guess the word is recognition, that what is unfolding is what is unfolding. And if there's something that this particular body-mind can do to support it, it will happen. And if there isn't, it won't. And so on one level, it there is certainly a lot of turmoil on the planet on every level and systems are breaking down and the thing is that we in order to survive even if you're a vegan which this body mind is the you have to the food has to be broken first the food has to, the whatever the food is has to die first and then it's broken down into something that the body can use. Well, part of what's happening on the planet is the things that are uh, 
are the probably the most destructive to the health of the planet are breaking down. Some of them are getting more exaggerated and some are, most of them are already breaking down. And that is just the beginning of a trans the, the natural evolutionary transformation of this entire planet. And we're not doing it. It's just what's apparently happening. There is this also this openness to, to messages like this on the planet, everything that you do on your podcasts. There and that is also part of this whole thing. I mean, yes, it, for most of us, the the pandemic wasn't exactly our favorite thing in the world. <laughs> but at the same time, the pandemic for many, many people kind of encouraged them to look within for the answer instead of externally. Mm-hmm. And it was still looking for an answer, so it's still dualistic or in separation. But it also is part of the natural unfolding of the whole. So because there is just this, whatever is apparently happening, there are no mistakes. There are no problems. There are certain certainly things, challenges that each body-mind deals with on a daily basis but the solutions aren't up to each individual they're uh, there and they're not up to this god kind of looking down and manipulating everything there the solutions just happen spontaneously as a response to whatever's happening yeah it's been such a beautiful awakening process through this, you know, the pandemic and, you know, as things and systems are breaking down, I think there's been a lot of awareness um, around people and and that, you know, as people had to go with inside, you know, and as they were quarantining, you know, we, we were, we started to go inside, you know, and of our beings to find those answers. I saw that, that shift in, you know, and really um, connecting with with a deeper part of themselves, and things you know started waking up, and it, it feels like things are continuing to shift, and it's it's been a beautiful process to watch. Yeah. Yes. So thank you, Hale, and I wonder if you could tell our listeners where they can find you and what you're currently working on. Sure. I, what I'm currently, you know, I'm not working on anything. <laughs> Let me explain what I mean by that. There, there is this this process has uh, the evolution of this process is, was just a response to people coming and asking for help or support, and so all the 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 few things that we did together all came out of that. They 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 weren't actually something that I did. I don't do anything. And neither do you, and either one of you or anyone who's listening. There is certainly things that happen through the body-mind. And that is part of life. Life is, is all of this, this beautiful and sometimes awful unfolding that is life, is already boundless freedom. So... I, I'm not act, I'm not actually doing anything. Mm. There is just what's apparently happening. Mm. And the 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 Sedona method continues to go out like it has been for decades to to people because there is uh, an openness in people to to letting go of that which doesn't serve them. And the Sedona method is a incredibly focused and powerful and at the same time easy to, to use way of dissolving anything that seems to be standing in the way. 
And as far as uh, contacting us, the uh, the easiest thing to do is just go to our website, which is Sedona.com, just like the city in Arizona, although I live in Bellingham, Washington. <laughs> I, don't live, I don't live there anymore. <laughs> I lived there 30 years. And mm -hmm. then I decided I wanted to, uh, uh, well, I didn't decide. There was this decision to move to Bellingham, Washington with my wife. We mutually felt drawn to being near water more water and more trees and more nature uh, and Sedona has been discovered when when I first uh, was there in Sedona it was just a small town with, with two stoplights <laughs> yeah. not anymore it's, it's grown not anymore, no. it's got, it's, there's more there are more traffic jams in in this I, I live the Bellingham is a city of 90,000 and there's less traffic problems here than in this, <laughs> the, the, the actual residents in Sedona are 15,000. Wow. But there are millions of tourists to pour through <laughs> this tiny little town yep. every year. So it was, it was time to move on. It's the anyway, seekers. <laughs> right. A lot of them are seekers or people just attracted to the natural beauty of the place. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so Sedona.com is, is the easiest. And then I have a, a podcast called Letting Go and the Greatest Secret. So you can check out my podcast, which is where all podcasts are available. There is a YouTube channel that has hundreds of free videos of the of the what I went through with all of us uh, and many other things that will support you immediately for free. And we also have a Facebook group where there are uh, uh, called the Sedona Method. And uh, where every day there are quotes from me and Lester Levinson and and also vid free videos. So mm -hmm. those are the ways to, and of course, there's there's books. There, there's the Sedona <laughs> Method book, yeah. which is everywhere books are sold and mm -hmm. happiness is free. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like you've had it for a while. <laughs> I've had it for probably almost 20 years. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so there are lots of ways to connect with this work. And, and I do, I occasionally do phone uh, or uh, Zoom uh, meetings and seminars, as well as provide free support and do retreats. And all that you can find out about at, through Sedona.com. Right. Thank you so much, Hale, for being here with us today and just oh, sharing this space to mm -hmm. have this amazing conscious conversation. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you both for, uh, for uh, uh, making it possible. Thank mm -hmm. you. And at Be The Love Podcast, we are so excited about our upcoming Awaken Your Soul Costa Rica retreat on November 6th through the 12th, 2023. We would love to have you join us for a beautiful and vibrational raising experience. Check out the webpage with details and registration in the show notes. And thank you for listening to Be The Love Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends and family, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes or liking us on Facebook. And please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with a monthly donation that really helps with the operating costs of this podcast so we can continue to spread the love. To contribute, please visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash Be The Love Podcast. And stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Time. Are you thinking of starting a podcast this year? Or perhaps you're a seasoned podcaster and you're looking for someone to take the podcast production off your plate. If so, we are currently taking on new clients and would love to be your production partner of choice. My name is Chelsea Weaver and I am the owner of Chelsea Weaver Podcasting. I offer podcast startup packages, audio and video editing, plus show notes, graphics, and reels. So consider us a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. A little bit about me, I have over five plus years of experience in audio and video production. I am an army veteran who served in Afghanistan during Operation Enduring Freedom. 
I partner with other female veterans who are also experienced in podcast production and social media services. We'd love to chat with you about your podcasting and social media needs and can be reached at chelseaweaverpodcasting.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A-W-E-A-V-E-R podcasting.com. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining.